Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful that you're here. And we hope that this encourages you to do your own uncommon path and start heading down this direction. If you're already on your path, hopefully this encourages you. If you're not, hope this helps you jump off the the bridge, as we say. Uh, So we are financial advisors. We love what we do. We get to meet people every day and help encourage them that they are their best asset. So what we thought we would do in this episode is uh, it's a duo cast with yours truly and the Brian Dewhurst. Uh, We got this idea from Craig Landis, a good friend of ours uh, and helps us do a lot of things in the business. Uh, He gave us an idea of how about we talk about three ways that we can, somebody or everybody can accelerate their uncommon path. What are those three things? To try to put a little spin on it, Brian and I don't know what the other person is going to say. We have no idea. So we thought Brian's going to have his three, I'm going to have my three, and then we're just going to talk through those. Hopefully, this is going to let you either accelerate your uncommon path or start it. Brian, what are your thoughts? I can't wait to get into it. I think it's a great topic. Uh, We cover some of this in our book a little bit, but I think it'll be great to have, um, you know, the concentrated version on the podcast. Right. Okay. So let's start it out. Brian Dewhurst, your number one way you can accelerate your uncommon path is what? Uh, I have five because just in case you take a couple of mine. So (laughs) I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with the one that I think is the most important. And I think I would give this one, I would attribute this one to you in our business because I'm definitely not that way. So um, is I have it just written down as stay in it is, you know, I'm definitely the, there's, Ooh, silver, shiny thing, squirrel. Uh, we could do this. And, uh, you know, I think it's just been the power of, of what we've created together over almost the last 10 years is just staying in it mm-hmm. and, um, not doing all those shiny things and just doing the bread and butter, just doing the main thing, keep the main thing, the main thing. And, um, that's my number one. I, I just think so many people, and we meet with a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, and like new entrepreneurs, business owners that are one, two, three years into their business. And they're like, hard pivot, <laughs> strong pivot, like, I want to try this. And it's like, you just started. And so I think to me, like that is the single most important issue. Because most of your potential customers are watching, they're not going to say yes, when you just start something they're watching you. And so I, you know, I can't even think about how many people we've met with that like didn't become clients initially, but are like, Oh wow, you guys are still doing the same thing. Like, I mean, that's literally what they ask us. Like, you see guys still doing this? Yeah, we're still doing the same thing. And then it's like, okay, I'm in. And it's like, Oh, okay, great. Um, and so to me, that's number one. Yeah. There's something safe about consistency. And when you're walking down this path, you want somebody that has been consistent, definitely in it. 
And I think that's entrepreneur's best asset and also worst asset is just their ability to dream, think, and understand how to make something happen. Uh, it, it, it becomes the worst asset when it keeps changing directions and you're not getting anywhere. So I think that's a great uh, way to start accelerating your path is stay focused. What is the main thing? Keep the main thing the main thing, as Brian right. says. That is right. All right. What is your mm. first mm. one? I'm glad we're doing yours and then mine because mine are like more ethereal, like you know how they are, fluffy and what's really going on. Uh, but my first one is make sure your spouse and you are on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Make sure they're excited about it. Make sure they're encouraging. The last thing you want to do is get down this path and not have your spouse support you. That is one of my biggest things and one question that I'll always ask. Somebody's like, I got the greatest idea. Usually my first question is, what does your spouse think about that? Here's why I ask that. One, they know you probably probably the best. Like they've seen you in your best. They've seen you in your worst. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll be able to pretty much give me a good temperature if this is a good idea or not. If they're excited or even better yet, if they're somehow integrated in this plan, that gets me excited. So that's my number one thing. Are you and your spouse unified on this? Uh, and if it isn't, I'd say then we need to think about a different idea. It's just too challenging. And I've said this many times on this. I've said it many times to all my friends. If my wife's with me, it doesn't matter if the whole world's against me, I'll tackle it. Like I'll go against them. If my wife's against me and the whole world's with me, my whole world's upside down. So that's my first suggestion. Make sure you and your spouse are on the same page and use them as a sounding board to see if this is a good idea or not. So there it is. Number one. Yeah, I heard this from a mentor early on in my career, and he tells the story of uh, basically a really rich family in Texas, you know, gets propositioned by this entrepreneur to put in a large sum of money to, you know, help start a business. And the guy, the the husband says, you know, I think we should do this. So the the last step is he goes, you know what, out of respect for my wife, uh, I, I just want to have dinner. and you know, let us sleep on it after dinner. Mm. And if we're in, we're, we'll sign everything. And if not, you know, we'll let you know. So they go to dinner and he brings his wife and they meet, you know, they have drinks and food and the food is great and conversation and everything, you know, the guy thinks everything's going great. And so they get home or they get back in the car, you know, however the story goes. And, and he goes, okay, honey, you know, like, what did you honestly think? And she gave like really insightful feedback of like, why I don't think we should do this. So the guy calls, you know, the, the husband calls the guy, the entrepreneur the next day and says, hey, you know, I'm sorry, you know, thanks for last night and everything, but we just, we can't proceed with this investment. And, um, <clears throat> you know, basically six months later, that investment and that entrepreneur is, um, you know, found to basically be bankrupt, fraudulent. The whole thing was wow. a Ponzi scheme. So honoring your wife in that way and heeding, you know, their wisdom can prevent you from a lot of, uh, you know, potholes, slip ups, stupid taxes. So I think it's a really cool story to cap your point. Right. Listening to your wife, wife or your husband, if the wife's going right. down this uncommon path, same thing. Okay. Yep. Good. Um, I, I'm okay. Checking. Are we each doing three or we're just doing three total? 
No, we're each doing three. Okay. I feel All like right. I feel better. Okay. I feel better. All right. <laughs> I feel like, and we're probably going to do like five each because I'm probably going to think of one or two. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. Number two. Uh, my next one, because uh, we're living this right now in our business, is systematize it. Is mm. not only don't go chase the silver shiny new thing, but systematize the main thing. Um, my favorite story of this is just the McDonald's story because I think it's just so tangible to everybody because there's one on every corner, you know. But that Ray Kroc story and taking that because they had a system and that guy saw like he was basically a traveling milkshake equipment salesman and he saw like, oh my gosh, I could put one of these all over. Uh, but they systematized it. The brothers who originally founded McDonald's had a system and and they've kept that system even as they add new products, as they add coffee or they add ice cream or you know whatever it is they're adding or subtracting, there's a system to it and a methodology. And I think especially as small business owners, you know, we can get into doing custom things for people or one-offs or you want to do everything to get everybody's business. And that actually just creates chaos and it's, it doesn't allow you to hire or it makes it a lot harder to hire to your business because there's so many different things going on. Um, when you you know start to hire people, they need more of a consistent day-to-day um, you know, to operate in and, and be successful and to, to train chaos is very hard and it's very stressful. So I think just systematizing the main thing in the McDonald's recipe or the book, you know, we've talked about, I think several times, the E-Myth is a great book about a, a lady who likes to bake cakes and pies and she starts baking cakes and pies and opens a business and then hates baking cakes and pies because that's all she, she not only has to bake the cakes and pies, but she has to do everything else. And so uh, it's like her journey in systematizing that business. But um, that's my number two. Good. I think to complement that, I would say document. So no matter where, just document where you're at, document what you've gone through. Mainly if it's just for you, that's kind of fun anyway. But also so you can go back and realize what you did or to help somebody go through that and see what stupid tax, as one of my friends calls it, what stupid tax you did pay and then helping not only other people, but yourself not make that again. So documenting the process, I think, is really good to complement what you said. Uh, so good job. Okay, number two for me, make sure your timeline is realistic to your risk tolerance. <laughs> and normally, I think all entrepreneurs want things to be done quickly. Um, and that's great. And I think that's hopefully that's what happens. But what we see is somebody is usually trying to change, uh, turn a corner in their life or change direction a little bit. Um, and what I would say is make sure you're real, you have a timeline that's realistic, but to your risk tolerance. And a lot of times people talk about risk tolerance as like an account. How do you want this account to be? Is it going to be super risky? Is it going to be super conservative? But Brian and I like to talk about this as your life. And when you're thinking about making a change or an adjustment, what's your risk tolerance here? Here's what I say. If you have a job, great paying job, pays the bills, and you want to start down this uncommon path, you can be super risky and quit your job and then go full throttle at this uncommon path. That is a high risk tolerance, I would say. You can have a very low risk tolerance and say, hey, I want to do this maybe an hour on the weekends every weekend. But make sure your timeline is realistic to your, I would say, risk tolerance in 
that you don't have unmet expectations. Because as you start going down this path, it can get daunting pretty quick if you're not, if you're laying out a timeline and you're not achieving those. So realistic timelines, I think are helpful and also encouraging. If you can start hitting those, you can start seeing that you're making traction and getting closer to what you want to do. But hopefully what you're working on is, is, is exciting for you. And that's something that we really talk about in the Uncommon Path is everyone gets excited about different things. You don't have to be necessarily excited about rental properties if that doesn't excite you. Uh, a lot of times people will go to that because it's a great investment for the people who they see are in it. And that's true uh, or could be true. Uh, but if you don't enjoy it, when you hit a roadblock or an obstacle, you might get really frustrated because you just don't really like it anyway. So make sure you like what you're doing and, and pursuing And hopefully that will help you want to get back into working really hard to achieve your goals, whatever it is. So that's mine. Be realistic in your timeline. Okay. I think that's great. I'm trying to synthesize my last one. Have I I overlapped yours at all? No. Okay. I feel like I just have like three more I want to say. (laughs) Yeah, you can totally do that. I think we can go quick. All right. I think the third one to me is, and this is... um, a big part of the book. It, we also are doing an ebook on this. It's called Corporate Treasury. Um, this is what I think maybe one of our best competitive advantages is, is if you've focused your business and you stayed in it and you've automated it and, and built processes and hired to those processes to get help, you're now running a business. You should have more profit. If you're pivoting a lot, it's typically because you don't have enough cash flow. Like the main thing's not driving enough revenue. So you're feeling that need of like, oh, I got to do something different because I need more money. As opposed to what you probably should do is like, no, you probably need to go more all in and really refine the main thing. But this third one is predicated on the fact that you've done those first two steps and some of your steps and there's profit, like there's excess cash and it's working. And to me, then it's about kind of this corporate treasury thing. We actually have like nine different things you could do to invest and build wealth. Um, A lot of the first, the main ones in that kind of corporate treasury function is just pooling cash and investing and doubling down, if you will, in the main thing. And that can be in several different ways. You know, that could be hiring more people. That could be expanding to different cities. That could be franchising your idea. Um, you know, that could be, um, you know, opening up your equity structure of your business so your employees can co-invest with you. Uh, we just heard a really neat story of a business who, who did that and has been wildly successful. And so it's just, it's it's doubling down on kind of the core business and your core competitive advantage, but like pouring gasoline on it with with capital and using your excess cash to build it bigger, better, faster, stronger, as opposed to you take that profit and you go invest in something you don't know through the, you know, the lens of diversification. What that actually does is it, you know, destabilizes you because now your focus is in two different places and your understanding is in two different places. You're trying to understand something totally new as opposed to maximizing and leveraging your, your understanding that's producing a profit. So I think to me, that's the third thing is is investing in yourself or investing in this main thing and increasing your availability to capital, whether that's through cash or a line of credit or small business loan. And you're reinforcing the brand and the competitive advantage that got you to where you're at. 
Um, and I think the thing, the last thing I'd say is that everybody wants to stick their toe in the ocean and feel like you swam. And it just doesn't work like that. Like if you want to swim in the ocean, you actually have to jump all in. And in business, it's the same way. Like you can't dip a toe in and make a ton of money. I think it's important this point because this is the week of this whole GameStop thing going on with Wall Street and uh, the stock and the retail investor versus the hedge funds. And, you know, it's a kind of a David and Goliath story. You could trade GameStop and you could have made really great money, but it's fleeting. It's a one trick pony. And to get that right was pretty difficult because the exchanges kind of changed the rules mid game. So that's like, that's called speculating. And you can do that once or twice, but some like eventually you're probably going to lose your money. It's hard to keep being right speculating. It's really easy to keep being right when you're doing the main thing that you're the best at. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of my third one is investing in yourself, staying in your lane and doubling down on what got you there. Okay. So here's, I think I like that. You mentioned something that's kind of like my third. And for me, it's looking in the past to figure out what your experiences uh, helped you figure out, looking in the past and like, what, what have you gone through? What are you good at? What gets you excited? Um, what is your past experience produced here now? And how does that move forward? So basically knowing <laughs> what you want to invest in. Uh, you can't invest in something that you don't know or you shouldn't. That's called speculating, kind of what Brian's saying. Uh, but if you do figure out your history and do a good job of really processing through what you're good at, what you're not good at, it'll help you figure out what you want to do for the uncommon path. Here's what I'd say at the end. Keep the end in mind. So almost bookend this thing. What has your past experience helped you achieve and what is the end goal? Don't start something unless you know the end goal. So if your end goal is to fully like go all in on something and generate X amount of money a month, that's great. But how are you even going to get out of the, the business that you're now creating? And thinking through that and what obstacles are you going to have to overcome? But basically fast, flash forwarding your life and thinking at the end, keep the end in mind. What is the end? What is it ultimately going to do? Um, and maybe even how to even process how to pass it on to the next generation. What is it? Keep the end in mind before you even start. So look in the past. What is your good experiences, bad experiences? And then look in the future. And what is the end in mind? So that would be how I would help people walk through how to accelerate their uncommon path as fast as they can. Okay. Let's just go to the bonus round. <laughs> the bonus round. All right, go ahead. I, I think to me, the bonus round is the, I have it listed on my little note sheet here, is the synergistic and complementary things that reinforce your value proposition. Um, there's probably several businesses I could choose to highlight. One of the, you know, businesses that I think is easy to go back to is just our podcast with Jesse Cole that we just had, the Savannah Bananas. And I call this kind of the onion effect. You know, we, we've we had clients that were doing really successful in a business and then they launched like a completely, totally different business, like 180 degrees different. And it just, it like both end up failing. There's very few people in the world that can do that. And they can typically do it after they've perfected the one business 
They install someone to manage that business that's perfected, and then they go launch a new business. You're not doing that like in your three of your first business. You know, it's very difficult to do. Peeling back the onion like Jesse Cole of just like, what else can we add? What else can we do within our, you know, core competency and competitive advantage? How do we peel back that onion? You know, how do we add to our value ladder? We've had kind of another podcast, think on our value ladder, and we've highlighted that in some of our uh, eBooks. Um, but yeah, I think Jesse Cole just does a great job of like layering in of like, oh, and then we added this and then we added that. And then, and then our team came up with this. And all of that just reinforces the brand. It reinforces the experience. It reinforces the value proposition. And it just takes takes everything deeper. Like the emotional connection to your customers is deeper. The emotional connection to your employees is deeper. And mm-hmm. um, peeling back that onion as opposed to like maybe Jesse Cole and they say, oh, we're going to go do, you know, whatever, golf. And like, we're just going to totally pivot and go do something else, even though we're only a three to four year old company. Probably could go and do golf maybe five to 10 years from now. But just being very careful about how you pivot in that, or if you bring on complementary, you know, services, that it's really within your sphere of competency and ability to execute at the level your clients are used to. Right. Good. Okay. Mine, because we're doing bonus round, we're just going back back and forth. I have other comments, but we're just going to keep going, Uh, is try to focus on the things that give you the biggest bang for your buck, (laughs) especially at the beginning. Um, or if you're in the middle of this, who knows where your uncommon path is lying, but do the things that are going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. The best example I can give of this is the movie Titanic or the movie Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which one would you rather invest in and, and like think about the profit of each movie, Titanic or Napoleon Dynamite? I'm Let's a big, I'm a big Leo uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio fan, I got to say it, but I think I know where you're going with this. There was a lot of money spent to make Titanic. I think at the time it was the most expensive movie ever made, you know, the cinematography and the technology and the sets and all that stuff. So the Titanic movie was, you know, the most upfront to produce Mm -hmm. made a ton of money though, too. Right. Um, but on the flip side, yeah, Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. I mean, it was like <laughs> it was like less Nichols. than a million bucks, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like seven hundred grand or something like that to make that movie. Right. It was like one point seven million. It was very low. Right. So, so as an investor, you would rather invest in Napoleon Dynamite versus Titanic. But I think that's very uncommon thought because I think everybody would just go to straight. Well, Titanic. Think about how much money it made. But percentage-wise, Napoleon Dynamite, it was a far better investment <laughs> right. for you. And so, focus on things that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. And I'm saying like, invest like Napoleon Dynamite, where this we invested in this and got a huge rate of return. That is huge uh, when you start down this path. So, that'll help you accelerate it. Very All good. right. I really have just kind of a send-off, which is kind of like just encouragement for anything. So, any other ones you have that you want to talk through? I think, I think it's just what we do, you know, like we help people with these decisions. I think some of this stuff, you know, you're not on an Island and, you know, I've often said this to a lot of people and I'll say it again on the podcast, like there's no way I would be in this business without you. You know what I mean? Like what I've gone through professionally and personally, there's just no way I would have gotten through all that, you know, by myself. And I think most business owners are by themselves. And so, 
we're here to help you. Like, this is what we do every day is like dream with entrepreneurs and help them scale their business and help them scale their net worth and how all this stuff fits together. Uh, you know, like I said, our, our kind of offering our ebook and podcast on corporate treasury is probably a much deeper dive into this conversation, more so on the in like investment. And once you have a profit side, um, this probably is a little bit more on the, uh, you know, getting to a profit side, but just whether it's us or somebody else, like just get around people who have what you want and are in a position to speak from experience and to ally you. Cause a lot of times too, your family is like, now you're crazy. You shouldn't do that. You should get a job and get benefits. And that's the safe route. And that's actually not that safe as we found out in the last two years and the stock market crash and the dot-com crash and the, you know, on and on. And so I think it's just a matter of like being around people that can help you navigate bumpy roads and give you sound advice. Um, we do that. We love it. It's one of our favorite things. And then integrating it into a personal financial plan and a, and a business financial plan and having all that tied together, you know, with goals and objectives and uh, accountability. I think you think it's really powerful. We're seeing a lot of that fruit from what we're uh, doing with our clients. And so ask for help and get around people that, uh, you know, are in a position to help you. Right. That's great. I think that's an even better send off than I have. But what I'll say is kind of like, I don't know if, ever, if you've ever water skied or, <laughs> but I tried there comes once a and it was hor- horrifying. So <laughs> I'm so excited to hear what you're about to say. Okay. It's perfect. Perfect start. It's horrifying. You're in the back of the boat and like, you're like wondering what is going on? What do I have to do here? Um, then you have to say, hit it, <laughs> which is, you know, scary thought. And it's exhausting. Is, it's, it's exhausting. exhausting. Right. But here's the deal. If you can hang on, drink a little water, once you're on top of the water, it is magical. It is so amazing. But what you're going to find out when you start going down this uncommon path is so, like you'll, this is like the ultimate revealer of, of yourself, your, I say, strengths, your weaknesses. You're going to find out so much about yourself uh, that just hang on, hang on, because it's worth it once you get up and you're now on top of the water. But while you're in the back and before you get on top of the water, it's scary. And you're going to find out things that you thought you were really excited about that you are not anymore. (laughs) And you're going to find things that you cannot power through. And so lastly, I would just echo what Brian said. The community is a huge thing. So to surround yourself with people that you know, like, and love that is there to encourage you, there to step up when things start get hard is priceless. So I don't know where you're at in your path, but what I would say, it is worth it. And the world needs more uncommon people who are going to step up and start impacting others by the way that they are truly gifted. Uh, so I hope this like podcast encourages you uh, and maybe even one or two people start taking the plunge and going down this path because it is worth it. But at first it's scary and you might be drinking a little water. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. That's that's a great send off. So I think right. we nailed well, you, it. I think we did too. Good job. Good job. And uh, I, I'll, you, I'll shameless plug it. Uh, if you want to hear more on this, on like the other side of the profits, I, I would say our corporate treasury uh, podcast and we have an ebook on our website. That would be kind of like 2.0 for this conversation. Right. And if you're really bold, you can just give us a call, do that 15 minute consultation. We'd love to hear where you're at, where you're going, and if there's any way we can help you. But you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I'm Brian Dewhurst. Tune in next time. Until then, go be uncommon. Thanks, everybody. 
Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project, brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.